The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you number uh, hour number two of The Rush. Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson. Travis is live at One Oak Field right now in Tulsa. And if you want to go to the FC Tulsa game tonight, you can, and you can do it for free. All you have to do is go up to the box office and say, Travis sent me, and you're going to get a free ticket for the 7.30 p.m. start tonight for FC Tulsa. It's also Dollar Beer Night at One Oak Field. That's pretty cool. Everyone remembers Rich Rodriguez, right? Everyone remember Rich Rod? Yeah? Uh, The former head coach at West Virginia, Travis, that once turned down the Alabama job after Mike Shula was fired and then ultimately failed at Michigan. He is now currently the Jacksonville State head coach, and he is accusing their Week 0 opponent, Stephen F. Austin, of spying on them during their spring game earlier this year. We've got drama (laughs) on our hands. Oh, man. It, what a career arc, first of all. Um, was he? No, he wasn't the Jacksonville State coach last year whenever they beat Florida State. He was not. This is his first year with Jacksonville State, I believe. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. If you Do you really have to spy if you're playing Jacksonville State? I guess if you're Stephen F. Austin, but, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't think spying is really an issue these days. Rich Rod, what happened? Yeah, what? Jeez. Well, maybe it was the student <laughs> paper, like the OU Daily last year, spying on practice. Maybe right? that was it. Yeah, it's just journalism, man. Just why they got it out for us, man. That's that's hilarious. I had not heard that quote, man. You really, you really showed them, Rich Rod. Really, really scared them off with your, uh, with your, with your bodyguard, with with the mountain you sent to him. Gosh. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing! It's actually depressing to talk about Rich Rod. How different does the landscape of college football look today and the previous decade plus if Rich Rod accepts the Alabama job and Nick Saban, you know, was was never a thought for Bama? Because Rich Rich Rod was offered, obviously, Rich Rod was offered before they like they really pursued Saban. Right, and and well and the reason that they that Rich Rod noticed that there were two staffers at their spring game because they were the only two people in attendance at Jacksonville State's spring game. I mean, (laughs) you could get away with that if you were at OU and you were trying to hide in a crowd of 75,000. They might have had a dozen people in attendance at Jacksonville State's spring game. So, yeah, pretty easy to pick out in that one. I I do love the hustle by Stephen F. Austin, you know, driving all the way out there to uh, spy on uh, Jacksonville State and their practices and everything else is going on. I I, I dig that. I dig that. I will be rooting for Stephen F. Austin in in the football game. I just want to make that known. What head coach in the Big Twelve is most likely to send spies to their opponent? Um. Well, I think if you send spies, you got to be super desperate, right? That's what I think of desperation. Though 
Barry Switzer was accused a couple of times of sending some spies out to Texas Texas practice back in the day. I think. I think it's got to be it's got to be Sork, right? He he is so as if that would matter, but I think he's so desperate right now to have some sort of a great year. I I think it might be him. Yeah, well, see, I feel like with Sark, I feel like the Texas arrogance wouldn't allow them, the Texas pride wouldn't allow them to admit that they can gain an advantage or they need an advantage by spying. I think that I think that would be my biggest issue. Um, oh, man, I, you know, a lot of people ask questions that already have an answer to it. I'm not sure. There, was it maybe Joey McGuire? He's got a whole network of those Texas yeah, high school coaches he does. that he He's... could probably call on and be like, "Hey, look, uh, I know, uh, I know, I've been coaching with you in high school for the last, you know, however many decades. I need you to, because you know, a lot of high school coaches can go to whatever uh, college games they want. They just get, you know, their high school coach pass because you know you want to keep up those relationships with those high school coaches, obviously, uh, for recruiting and whatnot. But I mean, he might be able to send in a few rogue." Texas area high school coaches into some programs and uh I think I think Joey McGuire I think is my answer yeah he does present himself as the uh Texas good old boy but I think he's one of those guys might be willing to do a lot of things to win maybe it's just Mike Gundy and he doesn't send anybody he just does it himself and you don't think that he's going to see you're going to see that mullet from in between the bushes out on the practice field doing one one hand push-ups one hand push-ups he got his uh, binoculars up there trying to see what's going on yeah that's why he that's why he was doing the one arm push-ups he's got a bill he's He's building up that one arm to hold the camera steady for, for that many hours. Probably. Yeah, probably so. Um, I know that this is a super basic question and kind of an elementary question when you really think about it, but I do think the answer could be fascinating here. Um, the season's going to start in 10 days, so I'm asking you, who do you think that you're going to feel better about? Which side of the ball? The OU offense or the OU defense? I, th- I think it's got to be the offense, just because Levy and 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 Dylan are are so in in lockstep. I mean, they I think they're going to be better early, uh, and yeah, I, I I I'm pretty confident in that. What about you? It's it's the offense for me because of what I've heard about the offensive line throughout training camp. If I was hearing the opposite or not hearing much at all about the O-line, I'd say, I'm probably going to go with the defense here because clearly that O-line is going to be the catalyst for that entire offense. But, yeah, I mean, you have legitimate starting experience with Dylan Gabriel at QB, some returning receivers you feel good about. I, I think it's I think it's got to be the offense as well. I'll hear an argument for the defense, but I'm with you. I, I think it's the offense to start the year. At the end of the year, will that be the case? I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. Um but to start the year, I'll, I'll feel or I'll have more confidence in the OU offense. Yeah, and and to your point, hearing everything out of camp and everything that offensive line best part of the team. You already know what you're getting with Dylan. You're you're hearing about uh, the, the the two stud freshmen showing out in Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson. Uh, we've even got somebody crazy enough to think Jaden Gibson's going to lead the team in in receiving. Who did that, man? <laughs> yeah, no oh my idea. Gosh. No idea. But um, so. Again, when you look at kind of the, the, the breakouts, I mean, people are saying Gavin Sawchuk's put on, you know, enough weight to look college ready just when, with showing up in the summer. He wasn't even a spring guy. Obviously, we've 
We've heard great things about Javante Barnes, even some Marcus Major love. I mean, you've heard up and down the offensive route. Not saying the defense hasn't had, you know, their their praise, their individual praise, but I think you you've had it all over the board, and you just have proven production from Dylan. So, uh, yeah, and I think outside of I think early on you're not going to face many crazy defenses. The best defense you're going to face all year is Baylor, and that's not going to be till November. So. What other camp buzz is out there? Is this um, is this backup QB jobs looking like Davis Bevels as we get closer to kickoff? It's it's looking like it. That's that's for certain. I think the the biggest camp buzz I think for me and the biggest surprise out of everything. I think a lot of people will say that their biggest surprise was that the offensive line looked like the the best unit on the team. I think that would have been a lot of people's surprise. But my biggest surprise, Jaden Davis. I mean. I'm uh, when we were going through our early, you know, kind of preseason spring ball type depth chart guesses, Jaden Davis was not in the conversation to start opposite Woody Washington. You were looking at guys like DJ Graham and Kenai Walker and Joshua Eaton and these guys, but Jaden Davis taking advantage of that new lease on life, man, that's that was that was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, um Got a chance to start game one. It, they're they're going to play a lot of guys at corner, though, those first two games, i got to imagine. Oh, and, yeah. and, and not just at corner. There's going to be some other positions. Like I think a lot of these, you know, all this competition at certain positions, it will extend into the season. I think by game three, we we see in that Nebraska game where where they kind of want to be for the rest of the year at certain spots. Like, I don't I, – I guess if you get up big early against Nebraska, I would guess ideally – you want to have your number two corner locked down. You want to have your five across the offensive line locked. You you virtually want to have every single position of who the starter is going to be going into Lincoln. Yeah, and and it's it sets up like anything else, or like 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 the days of football past where you know you get the the tune ups, and then you know you get the opponent where you get everything squared away on, and that opponent that we're getting everything squared away is Nebraska on September seventeenth. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, there's no good games early. Well, week one has some bangers. Yeah, it does. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not going to lie, with a new defense, a new offense, new head coach, all the installs and everything, really more new than we've had in over 20 years at Oklahoma at any one time, I'm not uh, I'm not upset that Georgia isn't coming to town week two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, by the way, like uh, other camp buzz that's happening, I, th- I think if you listen to this show on the reg, you, you know that Justin Harrington has a great chance to start, and his whole story of losing his scholarship and getting his jersey number basically pulled. Um, he had to ask Britt Venables like three different times, I think, to get back on the team. Finally, the team talked him into it. This is his last chance. He's had an unbelievable summer and fall camp. Looks like he might start. Like That individually is the story of training camp, I think. But our Mason Thomas, a true freshman, right? I, right. I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to start game one, but will he be on the two deep? Yeah, maybe. That, that might be a real thing. And I think, uh, I think that's a great point. I also think it affects a, a big question mark that we still have out there. We've answered the question of can Miguel Chavis recruit? That, that question has been answered. Not only did he sign a couple of late studs, R. Mason Thomas being one of them late in last year's cycle when he just showed up. He hadn't even unpacked, and he's packing in recruits into the 2022 class. But he gets out here, and he's got P.J. Adebare. 
He's got Colton Vosick straight out of uh, UT's backyard, so we know he can recruit. The question that still remains is, how does his on-the-field product look since he's never been an on-the-field coach? Well, if you've got a true freshman showing out that is directly under Miguel Chavis, well, then uh, I think we're well on our way to answering that other unknown. Uh, I would tend to agree with that as well. 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the homeless leader fans. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you hour number two of the rush. Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson is with me today. He will be with me every single Wednesday throughout football season, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. Travis will be with me on all of our pre- and post-game shows for OU Football on the Ref as well. So be ready for that because we'll be out on Campus Corner in Norman. We'll be at uh, several of the road games this year for OU Football out and about. Can't wait. Torrance Marshall days until uh, the start of the season. Travis is actually at One Oak Field tonight for the FC Tulsa game. They play Hartford Athletic tonight. And Travis, they can get cheap beer and free tickets. Yeah, can't beat it, really. I mean, you know, typically, you know, they've got the the dollar beer nights, but it's like, oh, you know, got to get the whole family in, got to buy tickets for everybody in the family, this, that, and the other. Or... You can get you know everybody in the family in, and they've got oh man, you got nine dollar beers, this, that, and the other. No, you get the best of both worlds here. You get dollar beers, but then what you can do is just go up right to the ticket office and say Travis sent me those three words. That's all you got to say. Travis sent me, and they will give you a free ticket. So uh, really easy stuff, really easy stuff. So I will be out here. I will be um, in the Budweiser Terrace enjoying some of the dollar beers myself. Uh, so can't wait to see you guys out here. I'll, I'll be here looking for you. Uh, by the way, a very belated happy Macari Vickers week. Um, if you don't know what that means out there, that means OU is going to get a four-star. Listed as a safety, may play corner at OU, but you're going to get a four-star defensive back on Friday out of Tallahassee, Florida. And here's just yet another example, Travis, of this staff going out to the state of Florida and pulling away an elite kid that a lot of SEC schools wanted. Yeah, and as long as we're celebrating days, um, I definitely need to shout out, it is my mother's birthday today. Oh, nice. So happy birthday, Sue Davidson. Um, I uh, She's she's up in Branson uh, hanging out, but hopefully can get up there before football season starts because I know we'll be wrapped up. But it is my beautiful mother's birthday today, so happy birthday, Mom. And... Yeah, I know she's fired up for the Macari Vickers uh, announcement. It's funny because ever since uh, you know I, I started on with with the ref, she's been tuning in, and she's been asking me about recruits. Oh, you know, when's this person announcing? That's it, that's it hasn't happened before, so uh, it's been kind of fun. Uh, she's caught me off guard a couple times, but I gotta be I gotta always have my guard up when people are asking me recruiting questions, even my own mother. Yeah, <laughs> which. After the Macari Vickers announcement happens Friday night, that will uh, vault OU over LSU. So they'll be the number six overall class. If they were to get a commitment as well for four-star wide receiver Anthony Evans out of the state of Texas, OU would be the number four overall class right behind Notre Dame. But if you ask the experts right now, it looks like 60-40 in favor of Georgia right now for that four-star wide receiver, Anthony Evans. So 
the most likely scenario right now, Travis, is you go one of two and get Macari Vickers, but at the same time, it's hard to doubt this staff after what they've been able to accomplish so far this year with this class. Right, and obviously, as we spoke uh, on Locked In uh, with Parker Thune, um, you know, if, if it is a situation where we do miss out on Evans and OU circles back around and goes with uh, um, the local 918 guy, Micah Tease, obviously, whose brother Miles Tease played uh, at Oklahoma at wide receiver, um, it would actually, you know, statistically raise our class higher than it would if we got Evans. So. It's kind of funny when you look at how the math works out. If we miss out on Evans and decide to fill that with Micah Tease, it would actually impact our class ranking in a, in a positive manner, which would be kind of funny. Um, yeah, that, funny how that math works out. But I'll tell you what, Peyton Bowen, you go through and uh, look, at, look at the likes that don't have anything to do with him, and he's liking a bunch of uh, – Coach J.R. Sandlin, Uh-oh. Todd Bates, Uh-oh. Jay Valai, mm. three three in a row Man. by them. Obviously, he uh, you know liked a uh, a Tex Ags post, but it was literally an article about Peyton Bowen that tagged him. So you know he's got he's got to like that. But I'm not I'm not typically one to follow the likes. I like to follow the visits a bit more. And I'm not saying if you just add up the whoever whoever got the most likes on on Twitter that that's you automatically get their commitment but uh when you when when you're liking uh, a bunch of stuff from you know Valai Bates and Sandlin it's, it's never a bad thing let's just say that that would be a five star flip for those of you out there that casually follow recruiting he is a five star player out of uh, Denton Texas but a Notre Dame commit now for over 8 months that would be Huge. And that, 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 if that were to happen like this weekend, that would vault OU over LSU. I'm going to guess that would vault OU over Georgia as well, and probably even Notre Dame. So, yeah. Well, yeah, if you, yeah. If you take the Notre Dame away from Notre Dame, you yeah. would see them drop for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's like an OU women's soccer tweets. Um, he's like, I'm telling you what, if, if you follow the breadcrumbs down that trail, you know, it's good stuff. But it's it's widely been said it's – Peyton, you know, Peyton's not the issue. Peyton, I think Peyton wants to be in Oklahoma, but, you know, we'll see other factors in his, in his recruitment um, if we can uh, overcome those. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, social media, it's all public. He, he knows people can see his likes. From the 918, what OU player that maybe most people aren't thinking about today is someone everyone will know by the end of the year? Huh. Oh man! I mean, I guess this has got to start with who are people not thinking about today? Because our Mason Thomas you know, we, would be we, it would be a good one in this category. Who we just mentioned last segment, true freshman. If we're saying just like casuals, so everybody who tunes in to KREF, I wouldn't ever put them in the in the casual uh, column because uh, they tend to be a bit more uh, informed than your average OU fan or average. Uh, radio listener um, so when you look at guys I, I would assume the casuals may not uh, know the name really Jaden Davis at least as it pertains to this year they would know of his outstanding freshman uh, campaign but maybe not this year so again Jaden Davis um, I'm gonna know, go R. Mason Thomas final answer Regis on mine just because like what you're saying oh. there's I mean there's so many known com- even for newcomers like everyone knows who Jaron Kanick is I mean, a ton of yeah. people do. So I don't think he would qualify as someone that most people don't know. Or Mason Thomas is down that list a little bit, 
But when people see him play, and I think he might play week one, it's going to be, oh, wow, look at this dude. Who's this guy? Check the roster. Who's this guy? I don't remember him. I'll go with, uh, you know, it's a big, big 918 theme on today's show. So I'm going to go with 918's own Jordan Kelly. Jordan Kelly, uh, defensive lineman, uh, has been tabbed as Mr. Consistent uh, during his uh, um, time, especially with the new staff. So I like I like Jordan Kelly to um, get some playing time. Obviously, he got quoted. Uh, it was on the Oklahoma football official Twitter account. Uh, he, he was quoted in saying, I can't wait to be back in that stadium with the crowd going crazy. I'm ready to play a bigger role in this defense, and I get more and more excited each day to go out there with my guys and just compete. So that's, uh, that's defensive lineman Jordan Kelly. So uh, you go R. Mason Thomas. I'm going with a guy that maybe lost his way a bit on the, on the depth chart with the previous staff that's got a, a new life with this staff. So give me Jordan Kelly. One more on the text line before we hit a break. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes says, better question, blank will be worse this year. And I've been thinking about this for 10 minutes, and I think I do have an answer as to what will be worse this year. Uh, kicker is uh, what, I, what I'm going with here. Um, I'm not hearing are a whole... are we sure? Are we t- counting post-burrito? Well, post-burrito, kicking post-burrito was, was not great. Pre-burrito was Groza level, right? Um, right post-burrito exactly. was not great, but I am, uh, I am, I am nervous at what the kicking is going to look like this year. Man, what's worse this year? Man, that's boy, that's tough. I uh, tailgating. I can see. I can hear it on the text line yeah, coming know, out right now. I know. Um, man, what a what a <laughs> tough question. See, you you sat and thought on it for ten minutes and 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 found kicker. But let's put it out to the text line. I, I need to think on it a little bit too. I'll give you a what break is... to think about it, and then we'll uh, get some text. Appreciate coming up next. That. Yeah, there you go. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Air Coverage Solutions text line. More to come next. Right here on the ref. It is the rush on the ref, Friday rush, regular rush, Wednesday rush. I don't care. It's Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. You can call it whatever you like. And the text line's going nuts now because we asked, uh, really, Willie Mays Hayes on the text line asked, what would be worse from last year? Uh, This says, let me get to it, stealing the ball from your own guy to make a first down against Kansas, that'll be worse. Turning brisket into jerky will be worse. Uh, Parking will be worse. That's just a few. Go ahead and tell me what you came up with over the break. Finishes will not be as exciting. Uh, I think... Exciting or stressful? Well, sometimes those are the same word. Um, I think think we are going to protect leads. And again, something that's worse, you know, is is a net positive, obviously, for the team. But I I think we all remember where we were when Kennedy Brooks broke that runoff uh, off to the left, got great downfield blocking from the wide receivers, and walked it off against Texas. That will always be a sooner memory for anybody who saw that. Um, I, I don't think we create quite as many of those memories. Now, again, that can be turned into, yes, that would be much less stressful, but... You know, that's something I'm going to tell my grandkids about 
uh, one day is Please don't. They'll be there. embarrassed when they say, you had to do that, Grandpa, to beat Kansas? Oh, my God. No, Seriously? Texas. 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 <laughs> Which, by that time, Kansas and Texas might be synonymous with their football program. But, um, yeah, it's going to be walk-off moments and things. I don't think we'll need them, so it will be less dramatic finishes. Uh, having LED lights and still 11 a.m. kickoffs will be worse. Not sure if that counts or not for Missouri Sooner. All right, keep it coming. Final hour of the rush rolls on next. Yes, we will get into how ridiculous it is that someone predicted OU to have a 7-5 and five season next year. Keep it locked here.